0: Good afternoon. Hello, hello, hello. How the devil are we all today? We all good? Yes, of course we are. Well, thank you for tuning in <laughs> to listen to chapter 16 of five run away together. I can't believe we're on chapter 16 already. <clears throat> so... Chapter sixteen is called "The Sticks Get a Fright." Now, if you recall, the sticks yesterday were on the island, and Timmy almost gave them away, didn't they? Didn't he? But let's find out. They were waiting for the sticks to go. So here goes. But the sticks didn't go. Oh, oh my goodness, the children peeped out of the spy hole at the top of the cave roof every now and then and saw one or other of the sticks. The evening went on and it began to be dark. Still, the sticks didn't go. Julian ran down to the nearby shore and discovered a small boat there. So the sticks had managed to find their way round the island, rowed near the wreck, maybe landed on it too, and then came to the shore, cleverly avoiding the rocks they might strike against. "'It looks as if the sticks have come to stay for the night,' said Julian gloomily. "'Well, this is going to spoil our stay here, isn't it? We rush away here to escape from the sticks, and lo and behold, the sticks are on top of us again.' "'It's too bad.' "'Let's frighten them,' said George, her eyes shining by the light of the one candle in the cave. "'Oh, what do you mean?' said Dick, cheering up. "'He always liked George's ideas, mad as they sometimes were. "'Well, I suppose they must be living down in one of the dungeon rooms, mustn't they?' said George.' "'There's no place in the ruins to live in proper shelter, "'or we'd be there ourselves, "'and the only other place is down in the dungeons. "'I wouldn't care to sleep there myself, "'but I don't suppose the sticks would mind.' "'Well, what about it?' said Dick. "'What's your idea?' Well, couldn't we creep down and do a bit of shouting so that the echoes start up all around, said George. You know how frightening we found the echoes when we first went down into the dungeons. We only had to say one or two words and the echoes began saying them over and over again, shouting them back again at us. Oh, yes, I remember, said Anne. And wasn't Timmy frightened when he barked? The echoes barked back at him, and he thought there were thousands of dogs hiding down there. He was awfully frightened. It's a good idea, said Julian. Serve the sticks right for coming to our island like this. If we can frighten them away, that would be one up to us. Let's do it. What about Timothy, said Anne? Hadn't We'd better leave him behind. No, he can come and stand at the dungeon entrance to guard it for us, said George. Then if any of the real smugglers happen to come, Timmy could give us a warning. I'm not going to leave him behind. Come on then, let's go now, said Julian. It would be a fine trick to play. It's quite dark but I've got my torch and as soon as we're certain that the sticks are down in the dungeons we can start to play our joke. There was no sign or sound of the sticks anywhere about. No light of fire or candle was to be seen. No sound of voices to be heard. Either they had gone or they were below in the dungeons. The stones had been taken from the entrance so... The children felt sure they were down there. Now, Timmy, you stay quite still and quiet here, whispered George to Timmy. Bark if anyone comes, but not unless. We're going down into the dungeons. I think perhaps I'll stay up here with Timothy, said Anne suddenly. She didn't like the dark look of the dungeon entrance. Oh, you see, George... Timmy might be frightened or lonely up here by himself the others chuckled they knew Anne was frightened Julian squeezed her arm you stay here then he said kindly you keep old Timmy company then Julian, George and Dick went down the long flight of steps that led into the deep old dungeons of Kiran Castle they had been there the summer before when they had been seeking for lost treasure And now they were here again. They crept down the steps and came to the many cellars or dungeons cut out of the rock below the castle. There were scores of those, some big and some small, weird, damp underground rooms in which maybe unhappy prisoners had been kept in the olden days. The children crept down the dark passages Julian had a piece of white chalk with him and drew a chalk line here and there on the rocky walls as he went so that he might easily find the way back. Suddenly, they heard voices and saw a light. They stopped and whispered softly together in each other's ears. They're in that room where we found the treasure last year. That's where they're camping out. What noises shall we make? I'll be a cow, said Dick. I can moo awfully like a cow. I'll be a cow. <gasps> I'll be a sheep, said Julian. George, you be a horse. You can whinny and her just like a horse. Dick, you begin. So Dick opened his mouth. <sighs> Hidden behind a rocky pillar, he started to moo dolefully like a cow in pain. At once, the echoes took up the mooing, magnified it, sent it along all the underground passages till it seemed as if a thousand cows had wandered there and were mooing together. Moo! Moo! The Sticks listened in amazement and fright at the sudden awful noise. "'What is it, Ma?' said Edgar, almost in tears. Stinker crouched at the back of the cave, terrified. "'It's cows,' said Mr Stick, amazed. "'I think it's cows. Can't you hear the moose? "'But how did cows get to be here?' Oh nonsense! Said Missus Stick, recovering herself a little. Cows down these caves! You're mad! You'll be telling me they're sheep next. Well, it was funny she said that, <laughs> because Julian chose that moment to begin bawling like a flock of sheep. His one long bleating, bah! was taken up by the echoes at once and it seemed suddenly as if hundreds of poor lost sheep were bawling their way down the dungeons. Mr. Stick jumped to his feet as white as a sheet. Well, if it isn't sheep now, he said, what's up? What's in these e- dungeons? I never did like 'em." Bah! went the mournful bleats all round and about. And then George started her whinnying and neighing, just like an impatient horse. The little girl tossed her head in the darkness and a rump! exactly like a horse and then she stamped with her foot and at once the echo stamped too sending her whinnying and neighing and stamping into the sticks cave 20 times louder than george had made them poor stinker began to whine pitifully he was frightened almost out of his life he pressed himself against the floor as if he would just like to Disappear into it. Edgar clutched his mother's arm. Let's go up, he said. I can't stay here. (gasps) There are hundreds of sheep and horses and cows roaming these dungeons. You can hear them. They're not real, but they've got voices and ooves, and I'm scared of them. Mr. Stick went to the door of the room they were in and shouted loudly Get out, you! Clear out, whoever you are! George giggled. Then she shouted out in a very deep, hoarse voice, "'Beware!' And the echoes thundered out all around. "'Ware! Where, where? Mr Stick went back quickly into the cave room and lit another candle. He shut the big wooden door that led into the room. His hands were shaking peculiar goings-on he said shan't stay here much longer if we get this kind of thing happening every night julian dick and george were now in such a state of giggles that they could not imitate any more cows horses or sheep George did begin to be a pig and gave such a realistic snort and grunt that Dick nearly died of laughing. The snorts and grunts were echoed everywhere. Come out, gasped Julian at last. I shall burst with trying not to laugh. Come out, come out, whispered the echoes. Come out, out, out. They stumbled out, stuffing hankies into their mouths as they went, following Julian's chalk marks easily by the light of his torch. It was impossible to take the wrong passage if they followed his guidelines. They sat on the dungeon steps with Anne and Timmy and choked with laughter as they related all they had done. We heard old Stick yelling to us to clear out, said George, and he sounded scared stiff. As for Stinker, we never heard even the smallest growl from him. I bet the sticks will clear off tomorrow after this. It must have given them a most terrible fright. Oh, that was grand, said Julian. It was a pity I began to laugh. I was just feeling I might trumpet like an elephant next. The echoes would just love that. Funny the Sticks all staying on the island like this, said Dick thoughtfully. They've left Kieran Cottage, but they're not looking for us. They must be in league with the smugglers, all right. Perhaps that's why Mrs Stick took the job with your mother, George, to be near the island when the time came, when the smugglers wanted their help. "'We could really go back to Kieran Cottage, couldn't we?' said Anne, who, much as she loved the island, was not nearly so keen on it now the sticks were there. "'Go back, leave an adventure just when it's beginning,' said George scornfully. "'How silly you are, Anne! Go back if you want to, but I'm sure nobody will go with you.' "'Oh, Anne will stay with us all right,' said Julian, knowing that Anne would feel hurt at the suggestion she should leave them.' It will be the sticks who have to go, don't worry. Let's go back to the cave, said Anne, thinking longingly of its safety and bright little candle. They got up and made their way across the courtyard to the little wall that ran around the castle. They climbed over it and turned their steps to the cliff. Julian switched on his torch when he thought it was safe, for it was impossible to see clearly in the dark. And he did not want any of them to fall down the hole (laughs) instead of climbing down properly by the rope. Julian stood by the hole at last, shining his torch so that the others might climb down the rope in safety. One by one, he glanced up, looking over the dark sea as he stood there and then stared intently. There was a light out to sea and it was signalling. It must have seen his torchlight. Julian watched, wondering if it was a ship that was signalling, and how far out it was, and why it was signalling. Perhaps they're going to put more stuff into the old wreck for the sticks to find, he thought. I wonder if they are. Oh, how I'd like to find out, but it would be dangerous to go there in daylight, in case the sticks see us. The signalling went on for a long time, as if a message was being flashed. Julian could not for the life of him make out what it was. It simply looked like the flash, flash, flash of a lantern to him. But it must mean a signal or message of some sort to the sticks. (laughs) Ah, well, they won't get it tonight, thought Julian with a chuckle when at last the signalling stopped. I rather think the stick family will stay where they are tonight. Too scared of sheep and cows and horses rushing about in those dungeons. Julian was quite right. The sticks did stay where they were. Nothing would get them out of their underground room till morning. (laughs) And tomorrow we will have chapter 17 and find out what happens next and see if the sticks actually see any of the children. Oh, what a just how awesome was their plan um i bet the sticks were terrified i would have been absolutely (laughs) anyway you all have a lovely day make sure you take care and stay safe and i will see you all tomorrow with chapter 17 so bye for now!